This is episode 20 of the Gamer Sushi Show. This week, we talk about the Dead Island trailer, replaying classic games, 10-year console cycles, and we play percentages. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Podcast. I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony. I'm Jeff. And I'm Nick. This is episode two zero of the podcast, big number 20. Oh, snap. Yeah, we are almost able to drink. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be the best podcast ever. We're, we're all going to get drunk next week, right? Yeah, are yeah. we actually going to do that? Are we actually going to have play like a drink? Only if we do it during the weekend, Friday or Saturday night. That's true. Maybe Thursday night wouldn't be a good I, <laughs> I, I, pr- I propose we actually do that. Yeah, we can fun. even do it Saturday during the day if you really want to. <laughs> <laughs> like 9 a.m.? <laughs> just get started early. Yeah. Day drinking is solid, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. Nice. Well, I guess we can just jump right in. Um, the first thing that we wanted to talk about... Is that Mitch place. isn't here. <laughs> yes. And then I'm back, yeah. and I and hate all of you back. for everything. That I, I killed <laughs> Mitch and took his place. So literally, Dude. I wasn't even going to talk about Mitch right now. I just he was already off my mind. I was just going to move <laughs> on into the game. <laughs> well, I just wanted I just wanted to like to to tell people that we know that Mitch isn't here because yeah, it was kind of weird in the intro that there was just not a Mitch. <laughs> I, I felt like on the first yeah, so, so two weeks. I haven't listened to last week's podcast. Yet, but two weeks ago, the first thing Mitch says when the podcast starts is a burn on me. So, <laughs> yeah. So come on, free reign. You get you get five seconds to come up with a burn. Five. Go. Four. He, he smells like maple leaves. I don't know. That maple was the worst burn. <laughs> you lost all burning privileges. <laughs> you could never I'll burn again. Nice. Well, anyway, so yes, Mitch isn't here. Jeff is back. So, someone hates. Someone loves us again. But yeah. Anyway, to jump right back into the gaming topics, the thing that everyone's talking about this week has been the Dead Island trailer. Um, this trailer went out a couple of days ago of on IGN first. I want to say it's a game that peop- that first got mentioned several years back, and no one's kind of heard anything about it for a while. And um, kind of strange to come out like after years of being in development with, um, you know, with a. Uh, completely pre-rendered trailer, but I can forgive it because it is one of the greatest trailers for anything I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, so. it went from being a game to I was a game I was totally going to ignore everything about to something I will now pay attention to. Well was it it wasn't even on the radar for a lot of people anymore, exactly. right? Not at all. But even if you'd said, oh, there's this new zombie game, my eyes would have glazed over and I would have started thinking about what I was gonna have for dinner the next day. Well yeah, that's what happened to me because Mitch sent me the trailer and he was like, dude, have you seen this? And I saw Dead Island, and I saw the description, like, zombies. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I just was not interested in watching it. And and I was trying to watch it on IGN, which the site just would not work for me. And I was like, okay, lost interest. And then he posted on the site, and I still didn't look at it. And then everyone kept talking <laughs> about it. So Yeah, IGN was fucked for a while there, right after the it went yeah. live. Well, the thing is, I watched it without music, which I... Before the podcast started, <laughs> I watched it with music for the first time because, you know, I watched it at, <laughs> at work and um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't have headphones on or anything. So I just kind of watched it. And the thing is, the trailer is really impressive, even without music, because just the style of the whole thing, like the rewind style mm. uh, the animation is really cool. Like everything, it's really well done. And so it was cool enough without music. And then everyone kept saying it was sad. I was like, whatever. So I watched it and I was like, within like 30 seconds, I was like, guys, this is really sad. <laughs> and he cried it, a little bit. The music is absolutely haunting. Like yeah. 
it it's it really it does something to you. I don't know what that song is or where to get it, but it you could probably put that song over a Monty Python sketch and it would make sense. And it would be yeah, it would be like it would be tragic. It's it yeah. it's so well done and it's so just like it tugs at, at the uh, the heartstrings, you know. Just before the zombie eats the heart. Yeah. I think Mitch didn't realize till like his third. He kept watching it, and then he realized on like his third or fourth watch that the that the girl was thrown from the window because she was a zombie. I was like, "How did you not understand that the first time you watched it?" Yeah, she like the very first shot is like she has blood all over her mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. biting her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Jeez. What's up, Mitch? That's probably why he didn't show up. He's too embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> well, we burned him now. Jesus. <laughs> But yeah, so that that trailer is really, I don't know, it, it really is. I don't want to talk about it too much. We say that every week. But most it did a good topics. job of getting everyone's attention, which is. I think you do want to talk about it too much, Eddie. <laughs> too much. I want to beat into the ground. Um, but like the 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 wild thing about that trailer is that people that don't like video games or don't normally like video games, like on my Facebook and stuff, people are like talking about it. Like there was some girl that posted about it that doesn't normally play video games and she was like whoa this is the greatest trailer for anything i've ever seen and i was like wow this really has made like its mark because it's kind of jumped over not just from gaming but just from like nerd whatever like people that like zombies or just watching this trailer just because it's cool well i i mean on twitter i saw like random famous people posting it that would never that had never ever before posted about video games so yeah it, it definitely went viral way outside of just you know that that one little um, space of, of of gamers and zombie fans. Well, yeah, I feel like it was helped that it was a zombie thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that, that, that definitely helped it. Yeah, with the mainstreamness. Yeah, I feel I, I feel like the Venn diagram has like gamers and zombies like very interlocked. That's <laughs> very true. Know? So, but I'm sure there is some there is some outliers. Yeah. So I'd really like to see some gameplay because I mean this trailer's cool, but. Will the They've game got be a any lot good? to live up to. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they might have done a little too. Yeah, did they yeah. screw themselves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now that they've gone viral with this thing, they really got a lot to live up to when they showed the first gameplay. Like, if this isn't the greatest zombie game ever, then they are screwed. <laughs> so, it's, okay. it's Left 4 Dead 3. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Well, well, I'll save it. Um, it's Zombies Ate My Neighbors, the remake. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that actually would be good. <laughs> I would buy that. Would play. Nice. Well, Anthony just kind of brought up classic, <laughs> a classic game. That was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about too, kind of moving on um, from that. But it was something that we talked about on the site was the idea of classic replays. And all this week I've been playing Final Fantasy VI. Like, and literally I mean like all this week. Like I started playing it Saturday night and through today, I haven't really played it today, but through like yesterday then I put in over 13 hours into it in the span of like three to four days, which... I haven't done a whole lot with many recent RPGs. Um, it is my favorite game of all time, so I can see why you're doing that. <laughs> like the like the number one for sure. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Dang, no hesitation. Not even close. Like every time I think about that game, I want to play. Like I, I wish I was playing it right now. Nice. Well, yeah, I've been I've been playing it. and I really love it. It's it's my first time playing it, so it was kind of it's kind of cool to go through and see what everyone's always been talking about. Um, our friendship depended on you liking this game. <laughs> That's always good. It is. <laughs> See, I, w- I wish I could remember how far into it I got because I did play it. Uh, I, and 
I want to say that um, four and six are the two that I played the most, and I, I beat one of them. I've only ever beaten <laughs> one Final Fantasy game. You just can't remember which. No, yeah, well, because it was when did they come out? Six uh, was in 1993. Yes, and uh, the other one was 1991. Okay, yeah. I Jeff, was, did you go to the moon? Did I go to the moon? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. The other one. What? That's four. I don't even remember there being a moon scene in one of the games. So, <laughs> listen, you can fit a fully grown human in between the time that this game came out and when I'm playing it, and I yeah. still like it, which is yeah. to me really impressive. That's pretty crazy about how the game about how the game was made. I mean, yeah, I might that's one of the reasons I like it is because um, it's. I mean, you know, like if you go back and play like Goldeneye now or something like that, it's. I mean, to me, it would be almost unplayable, but um, you know, just because of the the control schemes and everything like that. Uh, but a game like this, you can go back and play, and it's still just as good as it was. You know, which is a benefit of the old sixteen bit era. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think there's something about that style. You know, it's kind of like the uh, claymation is still uh, cool even after 3D um, graphics became more popular. Like, you, you can still watch a claymation movie and there's still a lot that's cool about it. It's almost as if, like, that 2D um, RPG style has a certain character that doesn't that's- get dated. Jeff, that's that's one of the best ways I've ever heard it described. Yeah, that, that really is. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. It, it's stop motion to mm-hmm. animation because in the beginning, three D of, of like three animated films, the animation was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like at the like in like PlayStation One and N sixty four, it was terrible. I th- I actually feel like PlayStation One and N sixty four games have aged really poorly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they're all pixelated. The, and yeah, stuff from the ugly. Super Nintendo era actually holds up better. Yeah, that's why I want the- remakes of stuff from that gen, but I don't care about the gen before it. <laughs> you know, like, they can leave Super Nintendo games the way they are, but, you know. Well, also, to, to I mean, to remake an HD uh, Super Nintendo game, you'd have to do all kinds of ridiculous shit to it. I mean, would be completely would, redoing the game. Which, what would you do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe, okay, the only way I could see them maybe doing it is if they they do what they did with the um, Monkey Island games, where it's essentially they they've just painted on top of it, yeah, and added in more detail. And well, they so, redid. oh, ahead, that would be exciting. Sorry. I mean, but that would be so if it was literally just Final Fantasy VI the way it was, but like someone repainted, repainted it and made it fully but in the same style, in the yeah, same that style, would that awesome. would be cool. They but redid you know, Final Fantasy IV for the DS, and they basically made it into a PlayStation One era game. That's how it looked. Yeah, didn't they uh, add a bunch? Oh, of no, that was three, scenes. wasn't it? They added a bunch of cutscenes. No, it was. Well, no, it was three and four. But like Final, like okay. you know, Final Fantasy IV for the Super Nintendo, they they remade and they added voice acting and everything. Huh. And um, yeah, I don't they really I jacked that. difficulty level up and everything like that. And that was pretty cool, but it didn't, um, it didn't feel like it went far enough. You know, at the end of the day, I almost feel felt like I was Phil felt still felt like I was playing in the Super Nintendo game just on a PS one version of it. We have to go deeper. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. But yeah, no, no that's I think that's a great point though because that's so. that's an era when game because this is what Nick was always saying like that it, that's when games looked classic like there's something you can't really mess with with that era and so it's just it, art style you know it just is instantly appealing. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's why um, and controls were 
didn't i mean they weren't complex they were mm -hmm. like that's platforming was perfect at that point like you didn't get better than platforming in in that era and yeah and and, and then with like rpgs controls don't matter so when you have a classic art style and you have you already have the best controls you can have in 2d then yeah then like you you can't do anything else like you've done everything there is to do and one thing about rpgs that i think maybe makes the ones for the super nintendo in that era a little bit well some people may say like better or, or sort of tighter is they were um constrained by the limitations of the technology so the stories they had to be a little bit better because they couldn't rely on cgi cutscenes and stuff like that you know what i mean I, like I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> right, they had they had to be better because they yeah, couldn't they, just yeah, be. Epic they had to be better. Things. They had to like yeah you like you know the, the little sprites in Final Fantasy VI. They can they can say a lot with you know the little pixels that they have and you know the dialogue had to be a little bit more I wouldn't say sharper but um, just it they just had to tell a better story with the limited amount of technology that they had at their disposal. Right. And, they couldn't. They couldn't rely on shortcuts and stuff like that. And I just think it made made for like them having to step up their game, you know, as opposed to just like we're just gonna do a cool motorcycle chase, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so, I've been reading. I've been reading Final Fantasy VI reviews, and one of the things that one of the reviews said um, was just interesting because I was just curious. I was like, let me. Just, I just want to go read reviews of this. Game. I do that when I play a game. I'm like, oh, I've been reading Shadow Complex reviews, so. Yeah, so I went into, into the final paragraph of the, of the Eurogamer review of it. Said, um, for those who first fell for Final Fantasy VI many years ago, the experience will not disappoint in the way that many revisited interactive memories can do. In 1994, the fresh gameplay ideas Final Fantasy VI brought to the RPG genre, coupled with a highly enjoyable story, brilliant ensemble cast, and stirring score, would have made the game an easy, trailblazing Eurogamer 10. It's either a remarkable testament to the original development team's vision and skill or a damning indictment of a genre that is that this is so very nearly the case 13 years on. But yeah. The idea like like is it does it say a lot about the game or or so little about the genre that the game <laughs> that the genre has largely stayed the same since this game kind of trailblazed, you know, that many years ago. I just thought that was an interesting point. Huh. Yeah, no, that's like, like we talked you, about you would think a little yeah, little column B. Yeah, little column A, little column B, probably. Yeah, I mean because like look at like thirteen isn't doing anything crazy that six didn't already do like, and did better. <laughs> and did better, yeah. I mean like it's the same st like don't get me wrong, thirteen was gorgeous to look at like it was like looking at a painting, but I mean it it's it's like a neutered version of six basically. Yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah, I um, I mean, six is uh, like I say, it's my favorite game of all time. Um, but it, I, I still haven't played any. Like, that's one of the things. Like, I love Final Fantasy VII. Um, but it's just when people started calling Final Fantasy VII like the best RPG or the best game of all time that I started to have a little backlash to it because troll to troll it. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, wait, wait, how could it be the best game of all time when it's not even the best Final Fantasy game of all time? You know what I mean? Like, I would get irritated about Burr. that because I. I just think that six does everything great, and you know, if you played six when it first came out, you know those graphics were amazing. You know, they like blew you away. Like, oh, look at the details of the the backgrounds and the battle scenes and the music is you know, fantastic. And really, the main thing about six is um, the characters. They're all just so well the defined. Characters are great. They're really yeah, great. like now. And, um, 
Sorry, keep going. Oh, no, I was just saying, one of the great things is, um, I think it's one of the, it might, I know it was the first Final Fantasy to do this, but I think it was the main one to really do it. It kind of has a Peter and the Wolf soundtrack where every character has their own theme. Yeah. And and it plays throughout the thing, and you hear little different variations on it as the game goes on. And it's just, For Star it's really Wars. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. Like like the game is never going to do for me what Final Fantasy VII did. Cause we've talked right. about this before because of when I played it. But after, but even already in the middle of playing it, I'm like I, I could probably confidently say that six six and seven were probably the pinnacle of the series, and everything before that was leading up to it, and everything after those were probably coming down from that mountaintop. You know. Um, yeah. So I'm not saying that like you know seven was better in it, but like that just the, those two games probably stand as the pinnacle of the series in terms of probably st- gameplay and story and all the things that like really made it a landmark. And then since then, you know, that's but, uh, that's probably really accurate. But yeah, so I don't know. Were there are there any other like the, the I guess the all this was to stem from the the question of were there any other like classic games that you guys. Have, replayed recently or have wanted to replay kind of like the way i've been doing with six i was going to replay i'm still trying to make the time to replay the sands of time uh prince persia so i want to see yeah for me it's not so it's it's not so much replaying as it's playing games that i missed the first time classics for the first time yeah Yeah. i mean because i know yeah the prince of persia um i never played that first time around and uh I'm looking forward to the Beyond Good and Evil HD yes. release, which is like two, three weeks from now. Three yeah, weeks from now. it's very close. Very close. Because, I mean, I, I have it on GameCube, and I played, I probably played it for about six or seven hours, maybe. Well, no, I, I, I know I finished the first boss, but I um, put it down for so long, I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> and, I want to uh, play Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, no, that I never got to play that. Oh, okay. I can't wait for that re-release. That's, that's I played Eco, next but I month. Play that, that's so. next month. Is it? Yeah. God. Oh. Yeah. The thing to put down yeah, on my back, my future that. backlog. Future yeah. backlog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, I think this is, uh, is going to be the year of me finally getting to play some of those big classic games because of those re-releases that we've been excited about recently. It's, it's, a, it's a good trend. I mean, because yeah, uh, I, would, I would love to, to see some of the older Final Fantasy games get you know, that, that same kind of like repainted version that we were talking about I, i'd buy those i totally would um i wonder if that would be you know because the i guess square claims that like redoing final fantasy 7 in a modern style would just be so much work but i wonder if it would be as much work to to do a, a monkey island reskin of the um earlier games like one two three four five and six um, yeah they already I mean, three and four but yeah yeah well can you play them on like or did they just do them for DS? That's the thing. I think that they they did just did them for handhelds for the most yeah, part. Yeah, see, I I want these on on uh, console. <laughs> I will they, say this: if you feel froggy and you do get the Final Fantasy IV DS remake, um, it's hard as hell. That's all I kept hearing about it. <laughs> it's like, so like, hard. Like, no one ever said it was really good. It was just it was hard. <laughs> yeah, like it because you know. People who've played that game a lot, I mean, I, we, you've got the bosses down to a science. Like, you know, because I've played that game so many times, and, and other people have as well, because of all the different remakes and everything. I know exactly what each boss is going to do. I know exactly how to kill them. They totally changed the boss's styles. And then there were some dungeons that were, like, I was sitting there playing it, and I was like, if I get to the boss, I bet I could beat him, but I just can't get to the boss because this dungeon is kicking my ass. Like, I couldn't get to the boss. 
<laughs> so hard. Like these fucking wizards kept turning me into frogs every. Oh god, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was that game was so hard. <laughs> well, it, I actually just remember the other thing that's coming out soon is all the the Genesis collection for PXN Plus. Yes, yeah, that's that's kind of a cool exclusive. Um, yes, I have Comic Zone and. Isn't that already on Genesis? Isn't that already on 360? I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think on, some of them are. On disc, there's like a Genesis classic. That's true. Disc. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's that what it is. Sonic's Ultimate I, I, Genesis I, I, Collection, and I bought yeah. that for 30 bucks uh, like a year ago or two years ago. And um, yeah, I've got all those games already. So yeah, yeah. Doesn't do anything for me, but it's still pretty cool that they're, they're doing it. It's just that it's downloadable, I guess. And it's yeah. and it's being offered on PSN Plus for free or whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. So that, you know, because <laughs> I keep forgetting to cancel my PSN Plus membership. I'm, and then you like, got stacked, and now you're getting the Sega Genesis collection. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that, that well, I also got the, well, it was funny because um, they, they gave away the third season of Sam and Max uh, a week after I had bought it on Steam. I was just like, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, stacking... Which is pretty yeah, cool. Stacking, so not far. stacked. Stacking, stacked. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> calls it stacked. I did it too the other day. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a cool little game. Um, I've only finished the first level. Um, I hear it's really charming. Yeah, no, it's uh, charming is a, a good word for it. Um, well, boobs will do that. <laughs> I've heard. I've hey, heard yo. it isn't. I, I've heard it isn't very tough. Like I, I yeah. I've heard that like it never gets very advanced. Or at least yeah, well, the, the review. One of the things I've heard is like because there's like so many different solutions to each puzzle. There's like three to five. That yeah. it's not too difficult just to find one. But by accident and being really yeah, the challenge is in being creative and trying to find one that maybe like is really outside the box, which mm-hmm. is probably a little bit more deep than most people want to go. You know, oh, I, I mean, I, I definitely made the. Yeah, I definitely made the point of trying to figure out all the solutions because that was actually right. the fun part. Is like, all right, I've seen it the obvious way. What are the yes. weird ones? Yeah. Um, now, Nick, what's the what's the iPhone Castlevania game you told me about? That's like Puzzle Quest or yeah, Puzzle it's Fighter. Like puzzle, it's like Puzzle Fighter, but it's but it's with Castlevania graphics and I've like so this, it's, it's yeah, it looks almost like Bejeweled, but with like RPG elements and Castlevania art. Is it like, Alucard, like the guy? Yeah, saying. I think Alucard's in it. I haven't heard, uh, I haven't read a lot about it, but I, everything I've heard has been like, you know, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it is what it is, you know, and it's on the iPhone, which is kind of exciting to like always have something like that with you. So, as long as it's got cool Castlevania music, I mean, that's worth a download right there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. All I need is the music. Like, just give me any puzzle game with Castlevania music sold. Yeah. <laughs> nice. One thing I was going to say uh, for Jeff, um, if you really want to go back and play stuff, I was, I was talking to Eddie about this. I actually looked it up because you can go on Amazon right now <laughs> and you can buy, because PlayStation 1 titles play on PlayStation yes. 3 fine. Right, right. You can go buy Final Fantasy Chronicles, which is Trigger and 6, for $15. You can buy Anthology, which is 4 and 5, for 13 and you can buy Origins, which is one and two for nineteen. So you can get all of those games for basically for less than a brand new game. You can get right. six, six games, six great work, games, six yeah. great games that will work on your on your PS3. You can also just get Final Fantasy Tactics on the PSN, and that game is so stinking good. Yeah, that's my second favorite Ed, game of all. Evan time. actually has. Ta- <laughs> I, I have a copy of Tactics sitting on yeah. my. Um, 
Yeah, but he probably has like the Japanese one, and you're going to be like, no, he has the he has the actual <laughs> legitimate. Oh, don't worry, the story is just as indecipherable in English. <laughs> I'm, po- I'm pointing at it right now. I'm I'm holding it in my hands now. Nice. It's not Jap- It's not Japanese. One thing I was talking to Eddie about is some really random stuff that I kind of want to go back and play. You were talking earlier about like stuff that you missed. Wait, I uh, want to play Secret of Mana. I've never played that. Well, I really want to play like Ogre Battle '64. I've heard that it's actually like one of the best RPGs of all time. Yes, I always wanted to play that back when the Nintendo 64 was out. And I, I just got to find a 64. I probably discounted um, it because it was on the 64. Nick. And it was at the end of the lifespan. Like yeah. nobody, nobody was playing 64 at that point anymore. Nick, this is going to be totally useless to you, but it is on the Virtual Console. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Wait, so what game is it? I, I missed what you uh, Ogre Battle 64. Uh, also, I want to play some of the Persona games. Yes, I hear the Persona uh, games are just incredible. Because I totally missed those two. Yes. Like, Persona 4 was released uh, Isn't there a new one like, coming in 07 or something. But it was on the PS2. Yeah. It was like a really, really late PS2 game. Nick, little quick trivia. Ogre Battle 64 is the only third-party Nintendo 64 game on the North American Virtual Console. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, a fu- that's a fun fact. <laughs> that's a fucked up fact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, that, games that's all I have, really. There's one for um, there's a series called Etrian Odyssey for the Nintendo DS, and um, it's supposed to be a really hard RPG series. I've always wanted to play it, but I've never really had the time nor courage to, you know, sit down and mess with it. But that's another one I'd like to go back and mess with. <laughs> you can buy a, a new copy of Ogre, Ogre Battle '64, I, I, new in quotes, for hundred and twenty-five dollars on Amazon. Jeez. So, wow. Brand new factory sealed from Moose. I just got to find a 64 now. (laughs) Well, um, the last little topic we were going to cover before we jumped into the game was um, there was this article, and this will probably be up on Gamer Sushi by the time that this podcast is out next week. Um, But because everyone's been talking about like the the idea that that people want the um, a 10 year uh, cycle for this generation of consoles. And apparently Sony recently came out and said that basically they're not looking at a near future or at a PS4 anytime in the near future. Um, and they're not looking at a next generation home console for anything in the near future and that they're committed to a 10 year timeline for the PS3. Um, and we're just now about to hit the five year mark with the PS with the PS3. So that means we're only about halfway through this gen as far as Sony's concerned. And there have been some other th- articles recently where some other analysts were saying that they don't expect, or not not an analyst, it was a THQ. A THQ guy was saying that he hasn't heard anything, that he doesn't expect anything from Sony or, or Microsoft anytime soon either. So this is something that we kind of talk a lot on Gamers Issue uh, about, just the idea that um, I really like this gin and I hope it stays around for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool is, to get some confirmation about that. I mean, who knows? You know, they could be lying through their teeth, but well, they, well, they right. also could because, like, they said the same thing about the PS2 that it was going to be on a ten-year cycle, and yeah. PS2 came out in 2000, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the PS3 came out in 2006, but the PS2 was still selling even last year. So yeah. the PS4 could come out in 2000, in 2000, uh, two years from now, and they could still be selling PS3s and you know, two or three years later and still be on their 10-year cycle. Yeah. So, did you hear the, the PS2 just passed 150 million sales? Jeez. I think, I think today or yesterday it just passed 150 million, yeah. That's it's all wild. those Blue Ring of Deaths. 
Well, no, the thing, the thing I was going to want, I was kind of wondering about is I wonder how much of an influence Blu-ray is on that because, um, you know, since they had to, to fight the battle with um, HD DVD when it first came out. They probably uh, don't want another fight another format war anytime soon. Yeah, well, because you know, Sony loves their proprietary formats, don't they? So, I yeah. mean, if they yeah. did a PS4, would it be a Blu-ray I feel player? like it would have to be. I feel like they'd be... It would have to be, because if they ask people to upgrade their thing again, I'm just going to go and start fucking beating people up in the street. <laughs> well, there I isn't, sh- isn't going to be another form of optical uh, media after yeah. this. Everything's no, going... Um, digital, if digital. it's going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's a little it's, disc from Men in Black going to happen. You know, the never. That's not like, going to. That's not going to happen. Physical media. Uh, those are UMDs, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. They are. <gasps> Boy, that didn't turn out well, did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, li- I liked how the. Is that a PSP... Sony movie too? Yes, probably. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I liked how the PSP was like UMD, and then the PSP Go that has nothing. And then and now there's this new whatever on the NGP. They're just like every time we do it, we'll do a different format. People will love it. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah you just can't you expect people to. It's piracy. You can't expect people to download Blu-ray size games on their console. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah, still kind of holding my breath for the day when like anybody can download a Blu-ray's worth of data. On in on the U.S.'s network. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. People in other countries will be able to do it well before we will. Like <laughs> Japan will be able to do it in a few years, and we'll just be like, <laughs> Dude, I think Japan can already do it. I think their internet's actually insanely fast. ridiculous. Like yeah, we, we actually have like some of the worst broadband speeds of any yeah. country in the world, or something yeah. like that. I don't even remember where we are on the list. It's terrible. <laughs> are we ahead of Canada? I believe so. No. <laughs> we might not be. I don't know. I've decided don't that we are because, because Mitch isn't here. Yeah. That's okay. right. I'm going to say a good we are. Reason. We c- the real reason Mitch is not here is because the internet wasn't working. That's why. So our internet's better. Go back to Canada. Cool. So well, hold I- up real quick. I just found this article. I just wanted to, to uh, say this. This was from 09, so it's probably even better now. But um, for $20 per home in Japan... They get 160 megabit service. Wow. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, That's I'm serious. Stupid fast. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Uh, it's ten times faster than our internet. I mean what than like our high tier internet. Yeah. <laughs> aren't, aren't don't I'm just guessing here, but what about their mobile networks? I wouldn't be surprised if their mobile networks were as well, fast. Their mobile as, networks are, are good. No, I don't I actually no, I think they're I think they're just GSM. I think it's really? like, 3G. Yeah. Well, I, I, it was just my impression that like their mobile networks are lasers that just well, mobile, zap mobile, data. It's a really big deal in Japan, though. Like ev- everybody in in Japan has um, some kind of mobile gaming device to take with them all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Like the iPhone had a really hard time breaking in over there because the phones over there were already fucking fantastic. Yeah, they've been doing yeah. that thing for quite a while. Yeah, supposedly, just- supposedly though, that's changed. And yeah, now everybody really in Japan has iPods and iPad. I mean, uh, iPhones and iPads. But yeah, when it was first introduced, they were like, "What? Man, yeah, we got our phones already." Nice. All right, so I guess we're ready to jump into Nick's game. Mitch has actually just joined us with his special uh, Canadian powers. He just appeared in our Skype chat. So, <laughs> by the power of Moose. Yes. <laughs> moose Moose Skull. Yeah. There we hit we hit one of the podcast memes, which is making fun of Canada. There we go. Right. I thought Did it was you, French. 
Okay. Yeah, it that's can part be of French it too. Canadian. Have you guys talked about RE5 yet? Foreign. No, we have It's not the U.S. We have to make fun of. There you go. We'll get them all one day. USA am the greatest. <laughs> we, we am. We am. So, uh, okay. So here's the game, guys. We're doing percentages this week. Um, now, I, I do have to be honest. When I created this, I didn't think Mitch was going to be on. So two of the questions aren't quite relevant for Mitch, but I think he can still kind of chime in a little bit. You mean um, you hope Mitch wasn't going to be on? Well, no, I mean, the, right. other two, right. the other two questions are about Mitch's mom, so that's just going to be awkward. <laughs> Whoa. That's the burn you should have done. Boy, that. Get into the podcast. <laughs> Which definitely comes correct. <laughs> I'll see you jackasses later. <laughs> Jeff He's just like... Jeff brought his A game to this game of percentages. <laughs> That's right. Evil Dude, Jeff, Jeff merged. <laughs> Emergence day. Mitch has left yeah. Skype. Okay, so um, later, bitches. <laughs> uh, four topics we're gonna do today, and there's four of you, so it works out perfectly again. Yay! So I had to count after you said that. I was like, wait, yeah, <laughs> you're full of shit. <laughs> so okay, the first one is going to be about uh, fighting games because I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but you know we had Street Fighter Four, which was pretty big, and then Super Street Fighter Four, which was pretty big, and then this week Marvel vs. Capcom Three dropped, and people are going crazy about it. Like, I mean, it's it's a big deal, and then uh, Mortal Kombat. I'm seeing more and more trailers and like little vignette things about Mortal Kombat coming coming back. That's not how you say it. You have to be like, Mortal Kombat! Dun, 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 dun. Thank you. No, well, now we have that, so that I don't need to, because oh, I just did that. Right. So, um, so uh, that's to kind of preface everything. So, chances, or, or the chances, of you guys getting back into fighting games with this kind of resurgence and, like, this re this renaissance of, of fighting games. Cause I feel like fighting games was kind of a, it was a, when we were younger, it was so, so ingrained in what we viewed video games as if everybody played fighting FPS games. Everybody did. Time. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. And, and so there's kind of this boom happening again. So uh, chances with all of this stuff happening that you would get back into fighting games. We're going to start with Eddie. I'm the best. Um, Not why. Oh, okay. Um, 90. Wow. Okay. Uh, Mitch. Well, no. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Mitch, your you're reaction actually... made me want to change it. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, wait, wait your question? turn. Uh, I'm sure Nick, Nick will pick you to go first anyways. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> favoritism. Wow. Percentage that this is going to get bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> wait, this is going to get, this, this is going to get Mitchy or this is going to. Yes. Oh, <laughs> podcast Break. broke. Mitch, okay, so <laughs> get out of here, um, <laughs> Mitch. You're 100, actually one percent. Yeah, aren't you actually playing Marvel vs. Capcom? Yes, I am. So one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Okay, Jeff, twelve percent. Wow, <laughs> I like that. It was twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Anthony, one dollar. Uh, no, three point five percent. Really, you're doing three point five. I'm really doing 3.5. See, this is why I wanted to lower mine. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Anthony because he obviously hates everything, <laughs> including me and my game. 
Uh, Anthony, why why is it a threat? Anthony's like, this is the Final Fantasy VII of percentage questions. (laughs) 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 This is the Canada of percentage questions. Oh. I love your state, even though Justin Bieber thinks my country is evil. State? Um, Your country. Whatever, man. It's fucking 1130 on a Thursday, and I'm doing this shit. Who cares? Uh, (laughs) So anyways, 3.5% because... um, Fighting games are really kind of hard, um, and it's there's games like Marvel vs. Capcom and Street Fighter. Like they they come nowadays with so many characters and so many like different mechanics and moves. They're not as simple as they used to be, and they weren't really super simple at the time. That I can maybe like take the time to learn one character. Uh, usually, just I pick Ryu and I just like go from there and based on memory. Um, but. Uh, I don't have time to like learn all these new characters and all these new mechanics and everything like that. So that's, I just, I really would like to play these games, but I'll just end up mashing buttons and not really, you know, and, and then getting my ass kicked. Cause the people that play these games online are like amazingly good. So, and true to having turned 30 this week, by the way, happy birthday, Anthony, which we didn't say. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I am like one of those. <laughs> yeah. And 30 year olds, don't I? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's what I was about I to say. I was like, you sounded like such like a like such a crotchety old man during yeah. that. Like, I don't have time to learn these new moves. <laughs> All these damn kids on the mech boxes playing the game. I ain't got time to count face. frames and shit. I just, I just hit the button and do fire, I spam fireballs and wait for a dragon punch to happen by accident. Back in your days, where's, we had slow Eddie Hadoukens. Gordo. Where's Eddie Gordo? <laughs> <laughs> you got too many damn Hadoukens now. <laughs> Back in your days, we had vector graphic fighters, and we liked it. Walk uphill both ways to fix your Hadouken and carry it home. I don't Hadouken, I Sudoku. Yeah. Okay, so let's... let's <laughs> wow, you killed Mitch. <laughs> so we're going to move up by All percentage here. Jeff, 12%. Anthony outdid you, but you still hate them. Uh, I was a button masher. I, I was never good at fighting games. I, I just, I just hit buttons and hoped for the best. I mean, I played the hell out of. You know, I, I played probably seventeen different Street Fighter Two variations um, over the years. But uh, okay. yeah, I it, I watched the trailer for Capcom versus Marvel Three and it looked gorgeous. But yeah, I mean. It, I, I don't think I would even learn one character. So it's it's funny that Anthony rated it lower than I did. <laughs> See, the reason I said 90, because I was like, well, you know, I would say 100 because I really want to play Marvel vs. Capcom 3, but I'll say 90 because there's a chance I might play it for like three days and be like, ah, forget this. <laughs> so maybe yeah. I shouldn't have gone as high as 90, but that's why I wanted to change my answer. Yeah. I was a little impulsive. You're crazy. Hey, it's okay. You get to it's my okay. age, you learn not to be so impulsive. Because <laughs> if you're too impulsive, then you break your hip because you're frail. That's right. And I said 100% because I'm playing it right now, even though I suck at fighting games. Is it awesome? But, oh, dude, it's so awesome. It looks really fun. Yeah, Is I've it, got, you, I've got, I can do like 40 hit combos with Deadpool. I've been practicing. <laughs> you playing on a 360? Yep. Nice, nice. With a controller, so, I- so I'm a failure, but it's still fun. Yeah, I was talking to Mitch. I was like, I, I was like, I feel like now, like, they have these amazing like joystick things. Of course, I think there aren't there like two hundred dollars for something those like <laughs> those setups. Yeah, something ridiculous. Supposedly they're 
awesome though. Like they're they're the proper like if you're if you're gonna do it, you're gonna jump in. You should probably get one of those controllers because it's gonna be super badass. Like the force feedback wheels for like Gran Turismo and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Because I know that there was like a lot of the the license tests when people like when I was having problems and I went to like YouTube and people were like crushing it. All of those people had wheels, and I was like, oh. "Okay." Um, but I had a question about lag. Is that a problem? Because I feel like seems like it would be in a fighting game to, to play online against others. Yeah, I feel like with with a fighting game more so than even like an FPS, it's like so instant. It's got to be that you hit that move. Yeah, yeah cause you're you're counting frames and stuff. What some people do. Yeah, is it yeah. a problem, Mitch? Uh, I haven't played online, so I can't tell you. But I assume it would be. I played Street Fighter Four and Super Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix online, and uh, I, there wasn't too much lag at all. I didn't really experience any lag at all. They've pretty much got it down to where it, it, it's in like minuscule. Hmm. I'm scared to play online. I'm gonna be honest. Dude, you yeah, probably get crushed. Yeah, those people. Oh are yeah. Really good. Yeah, I'll probably get up against someone who has like Magneto and Phoenix and Sentinel on their team. And then I won't even get to make a move. <laughs> I do. I do kind of want to try it out, though. I'm going to be honest. I, yeah, I, I do too. Especially, uh, do you remember when we went to uh, Joysticks? Yeah. And I played some Mortal Kombat 2, and I remembered some of the moves. I it was. It was really fun to go to do that again. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. yeah. We need to do that again. Yeah, we do. I have um, dreams of coming to Houston to visit Eddie, like and Jen. And um, and going to joysticks with you guys, like that's something I want to do if I ever come to Houston. You gotta come like the first Friday on a month. Yeah, first Friday or last Friday of every month. Okay, I will put that in my um, calendar. Okay, guys, so we're gonna move on to the next thing. Um, so I'm sure everybody heard about this. I don't think it was posted on the site, was it? But um, they're going to have an exhibit for video games. This the- was so on the site. Oh, Why you hate our site? All right, all right, all right. They're, there's, they're going to put video games in the Smithsonian. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I knew I knew it was on the site. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. It's on the site. <laughs> okay, we've established it's on the site. Leave Nick alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it's going to be in the Smithsonian. So it's going to be a big deal, and we're going to get to vote, and it's going to be very fun, and like, uh, it's awesome for video games. But the thing is, is even, even with that, I feel, I still feel like. When you tell somebody that you've never met that you play video games, there's this still this like connotation to it. Like there's still this like look that you get. Like oh, okay, you're like into video games. That's cool. oh yeah. No, I, I definitely try not to <laughs> lead with that information if I don't have <laughs> right, to. Right, right, right. Hi, so, I'm Jeff. I play video games. <laughs> but I feel like it's I I feel like it's maybe getting a little bit better. And then with this whole Smithsonian thing, I, I don't know. So the the question is. Chances that video games will ever be viewed as other art slash entertainment mediums like movies or books or music, etc. Yeah, chances that video games will ever be viewed like that. Or do you think they'll always be a second-class citizen? Eddie? Um, I'm going to go 47%. Or wait, we started with Eddie. Sorry, forty-seven. Okay, whatever. too late. Mitch, uh, I'm gonna go with twenty-five percent. Okay, Jeff, thirty-three uh, percent. I like that. Anthony, forty-seven. Oh shit. Um, 
One hundred percent. Snap. Whoa. And I hate to start with Anthony twice in a row, but I, I kind of got to go with Anthony. I'm bringing in the controversy today, baby. He's crushing us. Anthony, okay, well, uh, you're for sure this is going to happen. Go. Yes, because um, our generation one day will rule the world, and then the generation after us will be even more into video games, and then they'll rule, and eventually it will come. the time will come when video games are looked at just, you know, just like Halo will one day, sadly, be up there with like Star Wars and stuff like that because the the 10-year-old playing Reach right now, um, you know, all the 10-year-olds, will they'll be the ones controlling the media at some point and they'll look back and be like, video games were the pivotal, you know, art form and this and that and blah, blah, blah. So in the same way that like, you know, the stuff that your parents hate or the stuff that your parents like that their parents hated is now art, like the Beatles and stuff like that and it, it just that's the way it is it goes in cycles so video games will one day reach the pantheon like the others i like that eddie i said 47 i gave it a pretty good chance of happening um because you didn't want to push that's why you went with 47 yeah i just went a little bit under just because <laughs> like i feel like if video games still aren't looked like that now when we've got like these incredible things like mass effect 2 or like heavy rain or like these things that really stand apart that people can look at and we've had them for years but especially in the last few years to look at and if there's anything that could change kind of that perception i feel like it would have happened in the last few years so i still get a decently high chance i just i'm on the cynical side of it so that's why jeff 33.333 repeating i assume <laughs> right right uh, exactly yeah. um my my thought process is that science fiction and fantasy has been around for yes more than 100 years, and it's still ghettoized. It's more respected than it's ever been, but it's still a second-class citizen. And there are people that grew up with science fiction around that still think it's you know, lesser than literature. And so, I, I mean, Anthony, I, I see what you're saying. Where, like there, there will be that generation that grows up and appreciates it, and so I think it will grow. But I don't think it'll ever outpace what you see with science fiction and fantasy. I mean, the one thing that has happened with, with the genre is that um, <clears throat> mainstream literature has started really stealthily folding in stuff from science fiction or from uh, like crime and other genres stuff and s- packaging it and selling it as something mainstream. People pick it up and buy it. Um, I don't know how video games would do that. <laughs> you know, like how, what science fiction is part of, uh, uh, you know, fiction in general, video games don't have like a, a larger thing to <laughs> use as a Trojan horse and get in yeah. to people's minds. You know, like that's a good point because like, will- like on the book, like that I'm working on people are like, Oh, like, cause people just, people say it you know, like all the time, like, oh, I want to read that when you're done with it. And then you, they're like, what's it about? And then you tell them it's a fantasy, but they're like, oh, well, I don't really read fantasy. It's like, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, what I mean, like, I, I'm like, if you wrote a book, I'd read it, even if it was some, like, trashy romance novel. We, you know what they say? A book. You know what they really say? They say, oh, I don't read fantasy, but I read Twilight. But they I'll, read, yeah, yeah, they read yeah. New Harry Potter, Potter more, pre- and Harry Potter, and uh, they love watching Lost. And, yeah, you know stuff like that. So what you're saying is, video game needs sparkly vampires. Yes, <laughs> Jeff, I uh, I understand what you're saying, and I, I agree with you to an extent. But um, if you look at like movies, 
the most the highest grossing science movies of all of all time are always science fiction movies. But so. they're not like if you're talking about prestige, they're not considered prestigious. But that's how you know you you, you get a start. That I mean, way, you know? video games already make more money than some movies. That yeah, that, they've already won on yes. that. Like no, I know, but won. like like Avatar was very highly rated. Star Wars is very highly rated. So the good ones are you know like Aliens it, and stuff like that. I is mean, Avatar are, really that respected though? I mean. Yeah, I, I think I, I think Jeff. I think it is. It, it got a number of award. You know, it was nominated for lots of Oscars, and it was pretty, cr- pretty critically reviewed. I know the fanboys on the internet didn't like it, but you know, and if you look at like Aliens, two thousand one, a Space Odyssey. I mean, there's lots of like great science fiction, you know, films that are really respected and everything. So I, you know, I know in literature it's sort of marginalized, but in movies, it's. I mean, the science fiction movies are always the one that's that everyone's looking forward to every summer and. Well, you're, while you're right, they're not always the most critically acclaimed, but I mean, that's how you, you know, you, you get exposure to the the masses that way, and then that's how people eventually come to look at it as, as an art form. That's just I don't me. know, but that's, but that's I, the I, thing. I, I see I, what you're saying. Yeah, so, well, I mean, I feel yeah. like there, there are people that, that probably would watch those movies, but still wouldn't consider themselves fans of science fiction and fantasy, and I, I also feel that, like, but those the people stuff, are the same people that like lost and are lying. Well, well, the, also that if you think about it, the stuff that that does get popular, it's still like filtered and watered down so much. You're not even like. Yeah, that's why a show like Firefly dies on the air. Yeah, know? Firefly is like pretty, pretty pure, like hardcore um, science fiction, like some serious shit for people to deal with. Dollhouse was pretty See, crazy I, I, too. I, I, I really don't. We're, they're going to get off on a tangent here, but I really disagree. Firefly is just. The setting is science fiction, but there's not there's not a focus on like the technology or it's or, it's a like, it's, it's a it's, it's a period it's a period piece though it's set in a yeah, different it's a time period piece and but it's the characters are the appeal not anything nothing to do with the science I am not interested in the world of Firefly or the universe at all it's the characters that make it great yes know? but it's still a sci-fi show no it's still yeah, a it's, sci-fi show but it's, it's a, not it's a genre show which I'm not, means yeah. it's marginalized yeah, but, I'm not saying it's not a sci-fi show, but he said it's a very hardcore sci-fi show that would be really hard for people to watch. But I think it's well. No, I don't think you meant I, it that way. I think you meant just like the genre. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of genre. There's there's two things going on there. Yeah, it's there's a, two separate a, genres that people have to overcome. Yeah, that, well, it's, okay, the, I misunderstood it's the fact that it's a, that it's a period piece and it's science fiction on top of that. Like, and they don't okay, hide it like Lost did. Yeah. yeah, Lost was successful because. It, it you didn't know that it was a science fiction show till like season four. Season like, four, and then people start yeah. time traveling, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> and that's when people started getting pissed, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> so, Mitch, I guess you're the only one that hasn't really uh, discussed this yet. But... I don't know, on a tangent there, didn't we? <laughs> I yeah, think we did, you know what? Right. I I think you guys pretty much covered it. I just said, to- <laughs> okay. You know, you weren't supposed to be here anyway. It's <laughs> yeah. I okay. Well, I, I had a I had a thing to say, but I guess we can we can move on. No, what you think? Say it. Man. <laughs> well, on. no. The, the thing was, I said I gave the lowest percentage. So the reason I did that is because, like, sure, like um, every other form of uh, media went through its time in the fire, but I mean, like movies and novels and things like that, they have more to offer humanity, not like the. Cu- offer culture than shooting guys and boobs which is basically what video games give us like you have the mass effects and the heavy rain but that's like a really small percentage of what most video games are so that's that's all my, that's what that was my reason the popular games are like comic books in their content 
or what yeah. they yeah. perceive comic books to be as their kind con- in their content. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's entertainment for the lowbrow, which is yeah. how people view it. Like in the movies, you got like Citizen Kane and you got like hundreds of examples going back to the beginning of cinema that you can point out and say, this is why movies are important. And if you want to and if you want to go to gaming, you can say heavy rain and then someone will say, oh, but you can take a girl's clothes off with a controller. Argument invalidated. You may have a point based on the fact that um, Dead Island is blowing up the world right now and it's another zombie game. You know, well, Dead Island is blowing out the world, but people are still complaining that it's that it's a violent trailer that it like that it embodies that thing that people hate about that's, video that's games. I mean. Hold, hold on, no, no, the next exactly topic is about Dead Island. Yeah, the next I know. Topic. I just yeah, sorry. That was uh, that okay. was me. Go. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, one thing I wanted to say. Um, this is from an article on Huffington Post uh, by Jane McGonigal, who's doing the keynote at PAX East. Uh, but I, there's just a stat I wanted to say because at the beginning of this, Mitch, uh, um, Anthony mentioned that uh, more and more people are playing video games. And I thought this was a really interesting stat. Um, and this probably includes like really casual stuff, but still. Um, in the United States, uh, the younger you are, the more likely you are to be a gamer. 97% of boys under the age of 18 and 94% of girls under the age of 18 report playing video games regularly. So I just thought that was an interesting fact. Like, I mean, that's a gigantic number. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Here's that, one that, that, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Eddie. No, yeah, I, I've been talking a lot. So you finish. Uh, no, I, I just wanted to say, I just, there, it might just become, might like, there might just be a critical mass and eventually it just is accepted part of culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah well, like it, it could be 200 years into the future that what I was talking about comes true, but I right. think it <laughs> one day. Yeah. I, I doubt it's I doubt it's going to be in our lifetime when they can beam images directly into your brain. I think that's when video old school video games become respected. But see, here's see here's it. what's funny. I know we need to move on, but we actually didn't even talk about the actual Smithsonian thing. I'm I think oh, it's yeah. really cool, and I seriously kind of want to take a trip to go see it. Yeah, yeah I would go I see do it. too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, even though I'm not allowed in your country for reasons I can't disclose. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. Um, yes. And we're going to, I accidentally Mitch, uh, missed Mitch uh, last time to start first. So, um, it, it's okay. uh, so the third question, uh, Dead Island trailer, as we just discussed, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, but chances that the Dead Island trailer will be the sole reason the game is successful. Now, this is kind of a two-part question because, one, you're saying it will be successful and the second is you're saying that the trailer is the reason that it will sell. And, I, and I'm talking about like units sold here. I'm not talking about like if it's reviewed well or whatever. But just the buzz off of this trailer seems pretty huge. Um, so chances that the Dead Island trailer will be the sole reason that the game is successful. Well, well, before we start, well, before, can I ask one question? Yes. Do we know, do we know when the game is coming out? I was going to ask the same thing. 2012? No, uh, apparently they're saying this year. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm hearing 11. Yeah, okay. that's what I read. Okay, okay. Fall, no. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. Probably. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah. But, um... So, let's start with uh, Mitch. Yeah, I win. Not how um, it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go with uh, 65%. Okay. Jeff? 75%. Anthony? Oh, 
chances that it, the trailer will be make it successful. I'll say, oh, seventy percent. Okay, Eddie, I'll go sixty-two percent. Okay, so Eddie was the lowest, <laughs> and well, and Jeff was the highest. Let's here. start with let's start with Jeff. Why you hate me? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so you think it will be successful, and you think that this trailer is a big, big enough buzz? You think it'll beat Call of Duty in sales? No, that was yeah. not the question. <laughs> no, I'm doing your hyperbole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Strike while the iron is hot, and get it out real damn soon. And like, and it's a polished and interesting game. Um, yeah, I think this buzz has been good for them. Uh, I mean, it it is viral buzz, so that can go either way. <laughs> and it's also possible that the market is oversaturated for zombie games. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like it, as long as they can still hit hit it when this is fresh on people's minds, like if they can follow up and say, "Here's our solid prod- product that actually exists. This is not vaporware. <laughs> um, you can buy this." Then yeah, they'll be good. It's been vaporware for a long time. I remember reading an article about it in PC Gamer in 2004. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. That's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, it's been vaporware for half a decade. Right, right now is when they need to say, all right, it's reels. I would say that, though, the most people didn't know it existed until now. Yeah. So, so that probably I, isn't I pay attention yeah. to it, and I, I feel like I may have heard about this, but I, I, this is like the first time that I'm like, oh, this game exists. Well, also, I want to say that, like, I knew it it had been around for a while because every article that talks about it talks about that, you know? Like, if you read an article about the trailer, it says this was (laughs) announced six years ago. Right, right. But, but, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, most people didn't know it existed until now because of what's happening now. Not like they've been waiting around for six years, like, oh, when's that trailer going to hit, you know? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it hurts them. It's not like, it's not like forever. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or, or Alan Wake, even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Eddie? Um, I I gave it, you know, pretty high. I I think that if it, since it's coming out this year, they can kind of ride the wave on that. The thing is, a lot of people buy games just based on trailers and stuff they see, you know. If they ran a version of that for their TV spot, I feel see, like... that's what I was about to say. If I feel they like they sell that... a bunch of games even if, <laughs> even if no one's seen the gameplay, really. Well, you know what you know what would happen if they ran that as the TV spot is that people get they would pissed. never be able to run it again. Well, yeah, no, they definitely get protests, and that would actually probably be good for sales. Yeah. They should have ran that during the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Jeez. that's what I was. If about they had to ran say. that during the Super Bowl, like holy crap, it would have been better than watching the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just as much a crime against humanity. <laughs> I, I, I bet you they have a hard time getting that played. If like if this would have played in the, in the Super Bowl, I think that everybody would have answered a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if it played during uh, the Walking Dead on AMC, I mean, come yeah. On. Yeah, I think on TV it'd be really powerful. Um, so, kind of about this, uh, what it is? It, I feel like this is up there with uh, the Gears commercial. That's that's what I had in mind when I said that a lot of people buy games based on trailers Mad, alone. Mad world the Mad Mad world Wars commercial yeah. and then the and then the the master chief halo believe. 3 commercial yeah the believe commercial with the like the models yeah that like yeah, the, i mean those are the two that i that i that this 
resonates that one, with me I, that like one that. I don't know quite as much. I mean, those were those were solid ads, but Halo is a known brand. Gears of War was brand new, That's and true. then it had this Mad World thing associated. Oh, I'm 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 more just talking about like as a trailer. Like I'm just discussing yeah. it as a trailer yeah. in that sense. I think that Mass Effect Two launch trailer is definitely up there too. Like even though like that was c- kind of right before the game came out, that was part of their TV spot with that uh, song. And the cuts from the game, you guys know. What oh, yeah, I'm it played about? during yeah. it played during the uh, NFL playoffs, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so everyone thinks that it'll be pretty successful and that the trailer will help it out. So on to the last question, um, uh, Mitch, you posted about this on the site, right? Uh, today, yes. So uh, supposedly. Bungie is now, they're like, oh, we're done with you, Microsoft. We're going to go do something else. So supposedly they're helping out Activision Blizzard with a new MMO that's going to be like World of Warcraft in space. Something like that. Now this has been, people have been pretty much speculating that this is the case for a while, but it's the, even more is coming out about it recently. Right, right, right. And, and it's kind of like, was it always known that it was going to be with Activision backing? Yeah, yeah, because they signed okay. with Activision or whatever. Okay, 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 yeah, I forgot. Okay, so, um, but yeah, so we all like Bungie games. We all played Halo together, and we were all friends, and it was fun and everything. <laughs> so, um, this is mainly for because I didn't really realize Mitch was going to be here, but uh, mainly for Eddie, Jeff, and Anthony because d- y'all don't this. y'all don't play MMOs, and Mitch has played MMOs to a decent degree, but um. So chances with Bungie doing some sort of space WoW MMO, you would think about trying out an MMO. And I mean, and I'm kind of specifically pointing to, is this, is this what you're looking for? Like, because, you know, there's, there's like SWOTOR's coming out and there's some other stuff that like looks kind of interesting. But I feel like with Bungie attached with it and with Activision backing it and it being about space and I don't know. Maybe that might be more up your alley than, than like Warhammer or WoW or EverQuest or something like that. So let's start with Jeff. Zero percent. Okay. <laughs> Anthony. Damn. Um, 25 percent. Okay. Eddie. 26 <laughs> percent. What an asshole. <laughs> and Mitch, basically I'm just asking you if you're going to play it. 100 percent. 100? 100 percent. Wow. I'm going to start with Mitch. <laughs> Mitch, why is this your favorite game ever? Why do you love it more than Assassin's Creed 2? <laughs> <laughs> because it's Bungie and they made Halo 3 ODST. So, obviously. No, I like MMOs. I like trying new things. Um, you know, I played Star Wars Galaxies. I played World of Warcraft. I tried some of Cryptic stuff. Cryptic stuff was, was crap. But I'm going to try the Night Seal Republic and I'm going to try this. I like trying MMOs, so why not? And also, it's Bungie, and I love Bungie. So, right. That's kind of that's kind of why this question popped up was because I know that we all respect Bungie, and we think that we know that they can do good stuff. So, do you like it better in their hands than uh, like just a random company? So yeah. uh, let's work it's a, it out. It's an FPS, and that's kind of their wheelhouse too. So, it's not like it's a third-person RPG. Like, wow. I mean, this is something they know how to do. Well, is it going to be? Third- yeah, it's going to be. It's, they say it's going to be FPS. Okay. Yeah, that's where the, that's where it's pointing. Okay, uh, Eddie. See, I just said like I I don't know I'm I'm I've, I'm always like marginally interested in playing 
an MMO, but not like really interested. <laughs> like I hear about an MMO, and I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of neat. Maybe I'll play it if it's free for a year <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. You know, I'm just not interested in. I'm just not interested in anything that's going to require me to pay money every single month like that. Um, on top of a sixty dollar game. On top of a sixty dollar game. I'm just not interested in that because there are plenty of other games and they're expensive enough as it is, and I can barely keep up with them. I don't want to pay. You know, however much per month to do something like that. So, I'm always like kind of interested in MMOs just to kind of see. Like, if I hear one's incredible, maybe I'll try it out. But for the most part, I'm not. So, I just the fact that it's Bungie gives it a 26 percent, whereas like Swotor's like 20, 21 percent. So, hmm. that's about it. Right, Anthony, you're about the same. Yeah, it's just um, uh, I would have to know more details about it, like. I mean, if uh, like an MMO first-person shooter, I don't know how that would work. Cause yeah. One of the things, like like Eddie, the subscription thing is kind of annoying. But really, a lot of MMOs are so grind-heavy, and just you're doing the same stuff over and over and over again. That, I mean, I would have to know what exactly the game entails before I would say more. But I mean, if Bungie did it, I would be more apt to pay more attention to it. But I mean, I can't say for certain without knowing more about the game. Right, you're hoping that you don't have to go into the forest and kill 30 rabbits. And return yeah, yeah exactly. Pelts. And then there's an expansion pack where they're like, it's going to totally change the game. And they're like, go into the forest and kill 30 snow rabbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and Jeff, why you hate video games? <laughs> <laughs> it's why bad, do you want to play? <laughs> it's bad enough that Skyrim is coming out, man. <laughs> I, oh, okay, I ref- so you're going that way with it. Okay. I, ref- I refuse to ever play an MMO because I don't want to spend so You're time. worried about yourself. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to devote that amount of time Interesting. to again. Yeah, and I mean also the the because an MMO business. requires you to one absolutely, to, absolutely, to enjoy I, it, and then also just to get your money's worth. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. It, I feel like I would get start start getting stressed out if I wasn't playing it enough. Yeah, I mean, because that's what happened with with GameFly. I was just like, ah, you know, I, I I'm spending this money every month. I need to play these things all the time. Yeah, that's the way I was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. That just defeats the purpose in my mind. If if you have like, well, I gotta go play some MMO. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I already have like <laughs> thousands of hours of of possible movies to watch on Netflix and three hundred unread books and all kinds of other shit to do. And, and apparently, uh, one of the Mass Effect games that I am supposed to finish at some point. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> Um, yeah. I know, I know. Pick me, pick me. <laughs> I think Jeff uh, needs us to tell him he's unsure. I, I, th- I think it's the iPhone game. That's not it. Mass Effect Galaxy. <laughs> What's funny um, is that my brother says that he wants when he re- he basically he wants to retire early and play MMOs for the rest of his life. That's his dream. <laughs> well, dream big. I, I salute him. That is a. Uh, quite the dream his fiance has already agreed to do this with him <laughs> listen that is kind wow. of amazing. listen that's i have keep- to say oh, sorry keep going I, I just said that's a keeper what did you say yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely but listen there's these people that um that stream them playing starcraft for like 12 hours a day and all they do is sit in front of their computer and they play starcraft and they teach lessons <laughs> and and there's a, very few can do this but there's a few that they play in tournaments enough, teach lessons enough, uh, teach enough lessons a day, and stream 
long enough with enough people watching and get enough off ad revenue combined with putting it up on YouTube and becoming a partner on YouTube that they can do that for a job. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That See, when do you play so the game for ridiculous. fun? Then? <laughs> you, do, you don't. Yeah. At that yeah. point, it actually just becomes a job. And I'm, and that, I, you that get sounds frustrated. awful. That sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. Yeah. Awfully amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Mitch is still on board with it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny because like I've, I've actually dude, I'm unemployed. Really... Any job sounds good to me. Hmm. Mitch does have a point. I um, like Mitch's point. Go no, but, but what I was going to say was um, I've read some really cool books about MMO players, but like I don't. It, it's inter- it, it, it can make some interesting stories. Like uh, Charlie Strauss has a great book called Halting State. Um, and the premise of Halting State is that there is a bank heist pulled inside an MMO that ends up affecting a real-world company. And it's funny because, like, apparently within... So it's Eve. Yeah, well, yeah no, that's, yeah, that's exactly much. it. It's that within a year of him writing it, or within a year of it getting published, it was reality. Yeah. yeah. Eve is by far... The most interesting game so fascinating. that I will probably never play. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, it seems to me to be one of the most interesting. I don't even know if it's a game or if yeah. it's like just an experience that you have. Like, because everything is user based, like, literally, like, you can just do whatever you want in the game and you yeah. can screw people. Like yeah, out of the developers have said anything goes. They'll let people do whatever they want so long as they're not actually like altering the game's like code or cheating in that mm-hmm. way. But they'll let them do whatever else they whatever want. Whatever they want. It it sounds fascinating to me, but I just I don't I don't think I could ever like hop in and be like, Okay, I'm gonna do this now. I guess I just feel like the time required because what I hear is it's like it, it it's uh like what ten minutes of fun for like three hours of sitting there? Like, yeah. but that yeah. ten minutes is incredible. <clears throat> now, to me, like that's what the, that's the pitfall of MMOs because what I've always wanted from an MMO is an organic story, one that the players change in an effect over time, and that's what Eve is. And it's not because of their story in the game, but it's because the players themselves have created this crazy epic struggle with factions and all this stuff, and like the the and it's like bat- corporations battle. Yeah backstabbing yeah. and stealing and like looting stuff and like all these crazy things that's exactly what I want from an MMO but jumping into one of those seems almost impossible because the players have their own history right yeah you there's, would have had to be there like from yeah. the ground floor yeah like there's no way to just jump into that because the players there's a handful of actual people really affecting the story of this and everybody else is kind of along for the ride you right know? well because when you hear about people that join a corporation uh, and like they're like double agents and they move up in the corporation for like two years, like in real person time, then sell off the entire corporation's assets. Yes. Like that to me, first of all, sounds ridiculous. And second sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing about the dude that set up a bank and for like a year, he collected people's money and then just ran with it. Yeah. (laughs) In the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's fascinating, but I'm scared. That, that seems like that that takes like a certain degree of insanity. Like you can't be quite right in the head, you yeah. know, to devote two yeah. years of your life to to <laughs> just to backstabbing off. people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds I amazing. These guys so bad. I'm gonna screw them so bad. Just they I mean, wait. 
<laughs> I mean, it's awesome to, to hear about. Like, that's what I'm saying is like, I'd love to read a fictional book about it, but I don't yeah. want to fucking play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody should actually do that. Somebody should just take E like, I think uh, there is an Eve novel. Is there? But like somebody should just like take but it. Novelize, but novelize the the actual the actual events. Story. I think exactly. it's a novelization of like the game's backstory as opposed to anything yeah. cool like oh, the corporate. Yeah, no, no. I, w- I would want yeah, I want a novelization like, of what the players have done. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a five-year window where all you do is just study what happens in the universe. But then treat it like a real novel. like, like Exactly. <laughs> this character exactly. this because that's what well, happened in the or game. Or you could even do it like, um, you know, there's, there are nonfiction books that, that have a sort of novelistic style. Um, like uh, I read a book. Accidental Billionaires, for one. Um, or um, yeah. Moneyball, which is incredible. Um, right. One of my favorite books I read last year, absolutely. And I'm not even a baseball fan. <laughs> Um, maybe like a documentary style thing like second skin but with bank heist yeah okay. is that a canadian thing no se- second, second skin, skin is a do- it's a documentary about uh mmo, MMO players yeah okay. <laughs> I love, is that a canadian thing? is that a canadian thing no the dude the dude that did the uh, black materia album his his one of his songs is on it and that's how we got the license to to do the Mega Man stuff is because the second skin people were like, well, we don't know if you have the license to do the samples of this Mega Man music. And so then they went to Capcom and then he got a license for it and then he was able to do that. By the way, uh, gentle listener, if you don't know uh, Black Materia, go download that album. There, there will be links in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, go download it and help this guy out because he did an or is it just one guy or a few guys? It's two guys on, on the, the Yeah, two team. guys. It's awesome and you need to support this guy for being awesome. The rest of his band, like the rest of his stuff on his band camp is pretty cool too. He's he's a cool musician in general. Worth awesome. checking. So yeah, I guess that's uh, basically the end of the game. And, and the um I don't know who won. I think that Anthony cuz he's a birthday boy. Yeah, you know what? Yay. Anthony, Yay. Anthony won. Grats, it garts, ding 30. Garts. <laughs> ding 30. <laughs> Anthony, go back to the chapel and level up. <laughs> okay. Not Jeff, because he was, not Jeff because he was trolling me the entire podcast. I'm sorry I called you a pedophile, Jeff. <laughs> you didn't call him a pedophile. You just strongly implied it. Right, right. It's true. All right, dudes. Well, that is it for us. Be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're twitter.com slash gamersushi. I'm twitter.com slash Eddie Rivas. Twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. I'm twitter.com slash unsquare. Twitter.com slash MI7CH. Twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. Thanks for listening. Here comes the music. I was thinking about like looking up. I kept Googling insults about Canada. Just ask Anthony. He's like a veritable like, Wikipedia thing. <laughs> hey, just watch How I Met Your Mother and then just know that they're there every episode. Anthony, yeah, give, me, give me a Canada insult, Anthony. Just, just a mountain man in a gay orchard.